Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Thank you for standing by. This is a conference operator. Welcome to the Alexco Resource Corp second quarter 2021 conference call. As a reminder, all participants are in a listen-only mode and the conference is being recorded. After this presentation, there'll be an opportunity to ask questions. To join the question queue, you may press star, then one on your telephone keypad. Should you need assistance during the conference call, you may signal the operator by pressing star and zero. I would now like to turn the conference over to Rajni Bala, Investor Relations and Communications Lead. Please go ahead. Thank you very much. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Today is Thursday, August 12, 2021. My name is Rajni Bala, and I welcome you all to the Lexo Resource 2021 Second Quarter Results Conference Call. This call is being webcast live and can be accessed through the events and webcast section of our website at alexcoresource.com. An audio archive of the call will be available later today. Our website also contains our most recent news releases and our financial statements for the quarter ended June 30th, 2021. All amounts mentioned today are in Canadian dollars, unless otherwise indicated. Today, our chairman and CEO, Clint Nauman, will discuss our most recent results and he will be joined by our president, Brad Thrall, and our CFO, Mike Krog, during the question and answer period. Please be reminded that some statements made today may constitute forward-looking information within the meaning of applicable securities law. Similarly, past performance discussed today does not indicate future results, and our business involves several risks that could cause results to differ from projections. Investors are encouraged to review the disclosures pertaining to risks, which can be found in our most recent regulatory filings available on our website and on CEDAR and ADGAR. I will now leave you with our Chairman and CEO, Clint Nauman. Thank you, Rajni, and um, thank you to everybody who's attending uh, this morning. Certainly uh, good to talk to you. A um, little bit of a change up this quarter. Um, my presentation is going to be relatively brief, um, and uh, I'm not going to re reiterate uh, financial results. You have them available from uh, our filings yesterday. So rather, I I'm going to give you a few high-level remarks from site operations um, and then expand in response to any questions that, uh, that you might have. I think that... Uh, should be a pretty productive way to uh, uh, to execute this uh, discussion. So our ramp up of operations at Keno Hill continued during the second quarter, and we've been making good progress. I, I would say that you know our workforce is settling in. The COVID restrictions, although still rigorous, are not viewed as as threatening at the workforce level, which is important. And so operations are hitting more of a, a routine. Um, you know, type of a, a profile. We, for, on the revenue side, you know, we continue to mine ore from our, our Belkino mine. In the, in the last quarter, we mined 6,460-odd tons. 
The head grade was uh, just over 700 grams per ton um, in the second quarter, and the year-to-date head grade is uh, is a little bit north of 770 grams per ton silver, um, with you know pretty strong base metal credit. So this mine, you know, continues to overachieve um, its block model estimates, and um, uh, but we are at the present time moving into the last stope that uh, we uh, would intend to mine there, and then we'll be looking to transition and redeploy um, resources we have in that in that mine, the Belkino mine, to uh, either Flame and Moth or to uh, to Birmingham. The one thing that I would say about the Belkino experience is that we have done a significant amount of long hauling and. Uh, for those that uh, are, you know, familiar with our technical reports, you'll know that um, both at Birmingham and at Flame and Moth, we have a long hauling component. Um, it on on balance, it's a subsidiary component. Contrary to that, you know, at Balkina, we've been doing a fair amount of long hauling, and I would have to say that our experience has been very, very good. Um, we, you know, we're overachieved grades. We haven't taken a lot of dilution. Um, we're using, you know, much more, um, I guess, sophisticated or advanced long-hauling methods than we used in the past, um, and uh, the results have been excellent. So just to make that point, um, uh, that uh, that the Belkino experience has been really pretty pretty pleasant um, in terms of uh, in, in terms of operating practices as well as uh, as well as output. But time to move on. So we remain on track to reach the Birmingham and Flame of Moth ore in the second half of 2021. I would say that at Flame of Moth, which of course you know is uh, situated right uh, very close to the mill, where we are at the first production level, um, at the 835 level, and we're about to cross cut to the ore. Uh, it's about 120 meters uh, to the ore, and that's going to open up about 65,000 tons. Um, of material. It has a grade of 600 to 700 grams in that type of range. It's the top of the flame of moth ore body. Um, and uh, we would anticipate, uh, you know, being into that ore body uh, in the last half of the year. Over at Birmingham, uh, in contrast, we are in a drive called the 1150. It's the first production drive. It's a result of the new reserves and resources that we calculated earlier this year. Um, and, uh, and, and there's, um, uh, we're, we're, we're within meters of, uh, of the first oil blocks, uh, at, at, at Balkino. Um, the major portion of the Balkino deposit that will occupy the production, uh, component in 2022 is about 140 meters in front of us down the ramp. Um, and that will open up uh, when we get there about 60,000 tons of close to 1,700 grams per ton silver. So we're within 140 meters of that. Meantime, we're going to be mining at the 1,100 level um, and extracting extracting ore going into the uh, third and fourth quarter. Underground development rates, um, as we mentioned uh, in our published material, is slower than forecasted, and we would, uh, you know, we would. Uh, point to, you know, crew and experience-related um, issues there, but they certainly are improving, and we're pretty happy with, uh, with where we're heading here. At Birmingham, uh, the initial oil production is anticipated, as I mentioned, in the third quarter, and a flavor moth initial oil production is anticipated in the fourth quarter of 2021. 
Don't forget that we updated our mineral reserves uh, in May of this year. They were increased by about 20% to 1.4, 1.5 million tons. So we added about 270,000 tons. Small number for those used to bigger mines, but uh, you know, don't forget that at 400 tons a day, that's almost two years of production there. So the new uh, the new resource um, at uh, you know is uh, is an average grade of uh, of 804 grams per ton silver, 3.8 percent zinc, 2.6 percent lead. There's a little bit of gold, um, or as uh, some people report, um, and, uh, to, and and we would say uh, you know just over a thousand grams per ton silver equivalent based on the normal calculations. So this new reserve is, uh, has extended our mine plan, and uh, we would we would anticipate in producing you know more than 35 million ounces of silver over the next eight years. At the mill, um, we processed uh, nearly 11,000 tons of ore in Q2. It's uh, 18,000 tons year to date, with a year to date uh, hit grade of 817 grams per ton silver about 11% lead and 4% zinc, so very high base metals. Um, in the second quarter, that mill averaged 100, 176 tons per operating day uh, for the days it was operating in Q2, and I, that the mill is simply operating in response to the ore that's being, um, ore that's being extracted and delivered from uh, Balkino. Uh, but the Q2 experience was a 65% increase in throughput over the last quarter. And all of the, or the great majority of the construction work, refitting work in terms of cyclones, a new fine ore feeder, construction of a new building, the second ball mill, the regrind mills, et cetera, have all been completed um, and, uh, and, and stand ready for uh, scale up in Q3 and Q4. The experience in the mill has been, has been excellent, actually, um, you know, recoveries, uh, are, are, are on or ahead of our expectations. It, it's averaged 93% um, of uh, recovery of silver in Q2, with 94% of the silver report into the lead concentrate. So, you know, payabilities are, are high, um, and uh, and that's uh, and that's good to see. Year to date, you know, recoveries are around 91%, with 87% of the silver reporting to the lead concentrate. So you can see the similar trends, um, you know, emerging at the mill with increasing efficiency and especially payability as we go along here. So additionally, in uh, Q2, as I mentioned before, we uh, we released a uh, updated technical report. The mineral reserve increased, as I mentioned. Um, and uh, we end up here with a with a four point a run rate of 4.4 million ounces of silver per year over an initial eight year mine life. Turning briefly to expiration, um, we will have you know a lot more to say about expiration in a couple of weeks. Here, um, the the Birmingham Northeast Deep Exploration Program is continuing. We have four drill rigs. Uh, uh, continue to operate. <clears throat> They're using directional drilling technology. Um, that is a 20,000 meter underground program. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and uh, we're about 60% of the way into that uh, particular program. 11,500 meters have been drilled to date. Uh, 
ultimately we should have more than 50 intercepts, um, you know, through the target zone uh, in this northeast deeps area under the Birmingham deposit. And those targets or those, uh, that, that zone, uh, you know, which as we've talked before is 400 to 500 meters long, will be drilled off of 10 fences, which are, which are being drilled with large diameter, large diameter core, off of which we drill daughter holes or directional holes to get a vertical hole spacing of about 20 meters. So we're doing that very deliberately to make sure or to, to enhance, I guess, the opportunity for us to, if, you know, when we start calculating the, uh, the, the resource, you know, for this deeper uh, mineralization that we're able to go straight to an indicated, uh, indicated category. We're working towards uh, releasing initial drill results in late August. Uh, I would say that uh, we were we, we would hope to we'd hope to have them available, um, you know, for the second quarter for this for this week actually. But uh, we we had some uh, some duplicates and standard uh, issues quality quality issues uh, that we had to retest at the lab was delayed us a couple of weeks. Nothing to. Nothing to get excited about there. Pretty routine. This is very high-grade material um, to the extent that it uh, is intercepted, so uh, it does give the lab some problems from time to time. Um, our objective in 2021 is to incorporate this drilling into a new site-wide mineral resource estimate, um, and, uh, of course, that will be focused uh, mostly at uh, Birmingham, but it will gather in uh, some other drilling that we did in 2020. So it's still our target to complete this uh, resource analysis by the fourth quarter of this year, um, and uh, just to see where we stand uh, uh, at the at Birmingham. So finally, just to conclude, I wanted to again express my sincere thanks to our workforce who have continued to deliver results amidst the ever-evolving COVID environment together. Um, we've made steady and significant progress on delivering Kino Hill back to full production, but make no mistake, we still have hard work ahead of us. Maintaining and increasing our forecasted underground development advance rates is key, uh, as is continued successful recruitment of underground miners and maintenance technicians. We also need to be navigating the normal short-term supply chain issues, as, is most other, as are most other people in the business. So for us, it's all about execution, and that comes down to underground advance rates, continuing success in recruiting underground operators, miners and mechanics especially, and being proactive on the supply chain challenges. With that, I think um, I, I've said enough here to uh, give you a high-level overview, so I'd like the operator to uh, open the call for questions. Thank you. We will now begin the question and answer session. To join the question queue, you may press star, then 1 on your telephone keypad. You will hear a tone acknowledging your request. If you're using a speakerphone, please pick up your handset before pressing any keys. To withdraw your question, please press star, then 2. We will pause for a moment as callers join the queue. The first question comes from Jake Sikelski from Alliance Global Partners. Please go ahead. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my questions. So Hi, just, just looking at the ramp up, kind of heading into the second half of the year, I'm, I'm trying to get a sense of the pace we should be modeling for Q3 and Q4. Um, you know, is there any color that you guys are able to give on how we should kind of be thinking about that curve up to 400 tons a day uh, in the second half? Well, I mean, let me take a shot at that, um, you know, Jake. It's a, it, it's a, you know, it's an evolving um, issue. Obviously, as we as we ramp up here, um, we are fully confident that uh, we will have an opportunity to be able to push that mill, um, you know, up into the higher numbers uh, in the fourth quarter um, of uh, 2021, and certainly. Uh, you know, by the second, by the first quarter of uh, by of 2022, um, you're gonna you'd, you'd be modeling, you know, sustained, uh, you know, 400 ton per day, you know, four plus million ounce per year, sort of a run rate. That's, I mean, you know, hypothetically, I guess, if if, if I was sort of, you know, working on a model, that's what I'd be thinking. Okay. Yeah, and I, I understand it's a moving target, but that was that was what I was hoping for. So thanks for that. Um, and then just on recoveries, I mean, obviously we saw a, a significant increase quarter over quarter with, with both silver and, and zinc. Um, you know, do you expect these to trend higher in the second half as throughput ramps up and you transition to, to mining uh, Birmingham and, and Flynn and Moss material? Yeah, Brad's uh, the expert here. So uh, I will say anecdotally before Brad answers, though, that uh, that mill, um, you know, Jake, is operating as good or better than we've ever seen it operate. But I'll turn it over to Brad because you're correct. The character of the ore uh, that's going to be coming from Flame and Moth in Birmingham is slightly different. Yeah, Brad? Yeah, yeah, thanks for that question, Jake. Um, yeah, I mean, certainly our recoveries in Q2 improved over Q1. Um, again, about 93% on the silver side, but I think even more more important, just in the, in the last month or two, June, July, we were at you know just over 94% on, on silver. So I wouldn't say that you know it will continue to increase. I think we've kind of you know we've, we've reached a point of, of uh, I think excellent response. But again, we are transitioning from Belkino to Birmingham, which is a different ore. Um, and and that will will require the regrind mills for the concentrate. So um, yeah, so I think you know the recoveries that you're seeing right now in that 93 kind of 94 percent are uh, that that would be um, I think our expectation going forward. Got it. Okay, that's helpful. Uh, that's all on my end. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, Jake. The next question comes from Joseph Riga from Roth Capital Partners. Please go ahead. Morning, guys. Thanks for taking the questions. Um, kind of just following on a little bit of what Jake was asking on the operating um, rate uh, ramp up. Um, you know, you guys gave your your operating rate in Q2 as 176 tons per day, but that's per operating day. So. Um, you know, I guess looking at Q3 and Q4, you know, should we be assuming a certain percentage of days that the mill will be down 
uh, as we're looking at those numbers you gave it, or were those numbers based on, um, you know, an expectation of the mill being, you know, fully available the rest of the year? Uh, well, once again, I'll let Brad take that. But I mean, that the high level, uh, you know, issue is that that mill is operating, Joe, in response to the ore um, that's being extracted from Volcano. Um, and, uh, you know, it's worked, you know, pretty much as we expected. I mean, it's, it, it's uh, you know, there's runs of, you know, a couple of weeks, and, you know, we are, you know, working on, you know, optimization, debottlenecking type work. So it's worked out pretty well. Um, uh, and uh, in the for the for the last half of the year, though, you're going to see oil being delivered from, you know, Belkino initially, and then uh, you know, and then Birmingham. So there's going to be, you know, a supply of oil there that is going to enable us to operate that mill at a higher throughput, uh, albeit it may not be a sustained higher throughput. But uh, I don't know, Brad, do you want to elaborate on that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think. It, the mill, General Joe, has been operating on a two-week-on, two-week-off schedule, um, and that's, you know, mostly dictated by by crews and crew rotations. We want to make sure that all four of our operating crews have, you know, have operating time when when that when when ore is available. Um, but certainly, you know, that 176 ton per day. I mean, that is not any, you know, any indication of 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 mechanical, you know, throughput capacity. I mean, we could we could operate, let's say, for a week at even higher throughputs. But I mean, so we're trying to find the right balance of of sustained operations, you know, for you know for a couple weeks at a time. Um, but again, being cognizant of the of the feed source coming from Belkino. So we'll we'll likely continue this two week on, two week off uh, rotation at the mill, you know, into Q4. Um, but uh, as we get closer to the end of the year. Um, you know, that's when we'd be looking to increase the runtime um, that, that's at the mill. Okay, fair enough. Um, and then on the capital spending front, uh, you know, the first half of the year, you guys spent uh, right around $25 million, uh based on the cash flow statements. Uh, what should we expect, you know, as far as capital spending in the second half of the year? Well, I mean, it's 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 you know, it the there's two pieces to the capital the way that we look at it, Joe. Um, uh, and the first is the PP&E, um, and you know, to a large extent, that is you know already invested. So it's all about you know working capital, um, and uh, and that is um, you know that is based on the you know fixed costs. Uh, the underlying fixed costs uh, at the operation, and they're going to continue, um, you know, at about the same level that we have at the present time, offset, of course, by, you know, revenues that are that are uh, returning from the uh, from the oil that's being milled. Uh, so, um, the underlying costs, I you know, I don't anticipate are going to change significantly, um, uh, but it's the revenue the revenue side of the equation is going to be the the important piece. So, Brad, do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, no, I think that's uh, you know a fair comment. Um, you know, the vast majority of our PPE, the the mill, and you know all of these you know site wide infrastructure projects, they are essentially complete. Um, and you know, we we are now in kind of a normal, I guess you know operating burn rate, if you will. Um, that's you know pretty consistent now, month in and, and month out, and 
and it's you know now the focus is increasing the revenue to you know start to narrow that you know that that gap. Okay, fair enough. I'll turn it over. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Joe. The next question comes from Nicholas Dion from Cormac Securities. Please go ahead. Hi, guys. Um, most of my questions have been answered, so sorry to be repetitive. But just to be clear, it, it sounds like the mill is performing quite well. What's really holding the ramp up back is the underground development rates. And the main issue there is recruitment and retention of labor. Um, I guess the ground conditions you've encountered have, you know, underground have so far been more or less as expected. Is that all fair to say? Yeah, that's pretty reasonable. Okay, great. Yeah, that's, uh, yep, yes, good. That's, 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 yeah, that's a fair statement. Okay, thanks. The next question comes from Mike Niehuser from RF Laverty. Please go ahead. Uh, good morning. Um, Thanks for the extra detail on uh, the uh, underground development at uh, Flame and Moth and Birmingham. Uh, it kind of sounds like that you're going to be able to seamlessly transition right into Birmingham and Flame and Moth, uh, or do you anticipate that there might be a break there uh, where the mill might be uh, idle for more than a couple weeks? I, you know, the, we uh, not not the way that we're that we see it, uh, Mike. Um, we've got plenty of ore, um, you know, to continue to come from Birmingham, um, from uh, Belkino. Sorry, Birmingham is very close to being in the ore, so you're going to see a continuous supply um, of ore uh, to the mill. Um, it is true, though, that the multiple working headings um, that are in the plan. Um, will be, you know, at both Birmingham at the, you know, at the deeper level that I mentioned and also at Flame of Moth, the, the, you know, the block of ore that we're cross-cutting to the present time. Those blocks of ore um, can be expected to be on stream in the first quarter of 2022. Um, you know, how soon we get to them, in the, you know, if we get to them sooner in the fourth quarter, that's great. Um, but our, our plans show a steady supply of ore to the mill, pretty much in line with what we've been seeing um, until we uh, until we get those bigger blocks of ore underway and more headings available at both Birmingham and uh, and Flame and Moss. So I'm not exactly sure if that answers your question. We're certainly not looking at any, you know, sort of stand down or or, or you know, or step back, uh, you know, at the at the mill. We we anticipate a continuous supply and increasing supply of ore to that mill. That that does answer it. It really does sound like you're uh, really managing your people in the days of COVID pretty well. Uh, the uh, one more follow up about the zinc recoveries. Uh, they really really was quite a jump from the first quarter and much better than the prior operation. Uh, back in uh, earlier in the last decade, uh, is that pretty much from regrinding uh, the concentrate? And uh, do you think that you're going to be able to maintain those zinc recoveries going forward? Yeah, Brad. Uh, Mike, Brad yeah, I'd take a shot at that. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Um, it, 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 it's not because of regrind. It, it's essentially two uh, two changes. I mean, one is pH control. I mean, in, in a in a 
lead zinc flotation circuit pH control is is absolutely critical. So you know we've uh, I, th I think we have that dialed in um, pretty well right now, and we've also made some adjustment a, a few adjustments on some of our reagents on on the zinc side. So um, yeah, and then we were you know plus 75, close to 80 percent recovery on zinc with uh, you know in excess of 50 percent congrade. So that uh, that is as good as we've we've seen uh, at, at Keno Hill, and um, yeah, we would expect uh, I think that to continue going forward. Um, Certainly at Birmingham, and, and, and especially when we when the regrind mills are operating at Birmingham. Thank you. And one one more thing, uh, following up on that, uh, when answering the question earlier, passing it off from Clint to you, um, I wasn't sure about the answer with the new type of ore bodies. Flame and Moth and Birmingham are a little bit different than Belkino. Um, do you foresee pretty much a continuation recoveries? You know, again, seamlessly into those ore bodies. Are you expecting a few challenges you'll need to uh, work through and optimize? Yeah, there may be certainly some learning curves. I mean, uh, again, the reason that we are installing concentrate regrind mills is all due to the um, the Birmingham deposit, which again, Birmingham and Flame and Moth, as you know, have lower base metals than Belkino, um, and so those regrind mills are necessary to increase the concentrate grades. Um, to meet, to meet um, you know, uh, specs on, on, on the concentrate. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be unusual to have some learning curve as you get into some of these new ores, but uh, the, the, the regrind mills are ready to go. And, uh, and you know, again, we're, you know, we're 30 days or, or less away from starting to mill that Birmingham ore. Well, the, uh, thank you. Uh, the, um the uh, directional drilling seems to be a real coup, uh, not just from the number of downhole uh, hits you might have, but also understanding true widths there by coming in at different angles. But uh, just from the numbers of meters drilled, it's, it's kind of hard to get a, estimate how many opportunities you've had to pierce the target panel. And I, I'm guessing it's somewhere with 11,500 meters, you're probably around 25 to 30 uh, hits on target there. Is that close? Yeah, your arithmetic's pretty good, Mike. Last I looked, it was 33. So, um, oh, well, so yeah, I just, just elaborate on that just <laughs> a little bit. Um, the um, yeah, it, 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 the the directional drilling um, exercise has been important technically. Um, it is. Um, not as easy as just shooting holes in the ground, um, you know, from the surface. Um, it's slow getting around the bends, if you like, or the dog legs. But, you know, we are totally focused on the end result here, which is a controlled intersection at measured distances, you know, down dip and a long strike. And from that perspective, it's certainly meeting its expectation. I would say that it is more expensive than we had anticipated, but that does not mean that we would, um, you know, end up, you know, running anything over budget. You know, rather we are going to collapse our entire effort this year into that Birmingham deep zone um, and expand, you know, we'd be drilling 20,000 meters in there uh, in what was originally planned to be a 25,000 meter program with 5,000 meters in reserve for other work in the district. That now has been collapsed into the Birmingham Deep Program, and we have increased the number of intercepts or 
I guess, potential intercepts or, or intercepts of the target zone simply because of the information that we're seeing as we go through this process. So we've increased, we're increasing the drilling. Um, it's a little slower, it's a little more expensive, but at the end of the day, we'll end up with a product exactly as we expected in terms of, in terms of geometry of, uh, of penetrations of the, of the target zone. So with collapsing in the, you know, the non-Birmingham deep targets, what would be the gross uh, number of uh, meters or targets for the solely the Birmingham deep alone now? I think we're I think we're at like fifty six or fifty eight something in that range. It's about another three quarters of a million bucks we're putting into that uh, that effort. But how many? How many? So fifty eight. Yes, it's a target. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, something in that range. Yeah. Okay. Versus originally and the. Uh, I kind of broke up there for a second. Uh, no, I just said we were originally talking, Mike, if you remember, you know, several quarters ago, 45, 50 holes, something in that range. We've increased that to, you know, the 55, 58 type range. Okay, thank you. And the uh, the recent increase in uh, reserves, that's actually in the mine plan now. That's not going to be refigured later in the year at the end of this drill program. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's a little complicated, I know. Yeah, so... Um, we did that primarily because this first production level at Birmingham 1120 was not in the reserves in the original mine plan. Uh, but with the increase in the silver price, it uh, you know there's clearly margin in there, so it's it's currently in the mine plan. So that was the that was the reason we redid that technical report. So um, you can expect another technical report or uh, recalculation of the resources and reserves in the fourth quarter of this year. And if that, uh, and that'll that'll primarily be driven by the steep drilling at Birmingham. Um, but you can be reasonably sure that if the results from that uh, drilling um, it, are encouraging, um, there's there's high possibility that we'd look at an even further report in Q1 2022 uh, as we see whether or not, um, you know, the mineralization, the steeper mineralization can withstand the economics of a, of a normal underground mining plan. Well, I look forward to uh, the first quarter of next year. Uh, just one last more of a comment than anything, but um, Brad mentioned uh, burn going forward, and I was staring at your cash flow statement for the second quarter, and you actually had a positive operating cash flow, which is interesting for a project that is still in the throes of uh, uh, commissioning and optimization. And so congratulations on that. That's kind of a rare sight. Um, can't say that that's going to be the same next quarter, but uh, uh, with with no huge adjustments in there other than a reduction of inventories, uh, congratulations on a good quarter. And I look forward to uh, the exploration results. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. The next question comes from Chen Lin from Lin Asset Management. Please go ahead. Hi, thank you for taking my questions. Um, actually, most of my questions have been answered. Uh, I just uh, want to touch up a couple of points. I've been hearing that next year's uh, zinc smelting charge has already been set, and the company reporting much better term uh, next year versus this year. Do you see similar 
trend, and can you quantify that? Thank you. Yeah, Chen, I just, uh, Brad, I'm not sure I have an answer to that, to the, uh, the Zinc TCRCs at, at this point. Are you familiar with what's happening? Well, we're currently under a, an, under an offtake agreement, um, uh, Chen, as you know, um, and those terms are are set uh, through the end of the year, and then um, then there would be, uh, I guess, adjustments on an annual basis based on benchmark kind of uh, guidelines. So I, I guess that's all I can say right now in terms of of you know uh, our, our 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 smelter, our treatment charges. They they are set, but uh, they do have an annual kind of adjustment uh, built into the contract. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you. Uh, just also, uh, right now, uh, you haven't declared commercial production yet, right? Are you uh, capitalize uh, the expenses right now in the accounting? And uh, what's like kind of uh, cash? You, if you know, I don't. I, I want to just touch a little bit on the Mike's last question. Are you read what kind of cash burn with all the exploration and then COVID? You know remediation going on, uh, what kind of cash burn you have in the past quarter, and what do you see you know, on your project uh, projections by the end of the year when you start ramping up the production, where the cash level will be uh, close to the end of the year? Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to let Mike take the first part of that in terms of the accounting treatment of the, uh, uh, of the expenditures at Keno Hill, and then I can elaborate on that second portion. Yeah, th thanks, Clint. Um, yeah, so we we early adopted on uh, expensing all of our operating costs at the mine. So um, the the amounts that you see capitalized are more of the the longer term capital expenditures that you see hitting the balance sheet. Otherwise, all of our operating expenditures are going through the P and L right now, which is what you see for Bellakino. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, and then the other on the other side of it, Chen, um, you know, in terms of the burn, it you know, it's a pretty you know, it's it's pretty straightforward arithmetic. Obviously, it's driven by revenue, um, and uh, primarily because your underlying costs, as you know, are large a large number of those underlying costs are fixed. Um, you know, the burn you can calculate, um, I think, from current financials that uh, you know that that um, you know our fixed costs. Um, and, and underlying costs at site um, are, are running about uh, you know two to three million dollars more than the revenue that we've been producing over the last um, you know the last quarter or so. But you know be aware that those that, but the throughput and, um, and and concentrate side the revenue side of the equation you know continues to scale up as we go into the the uh, as we go into the end of the year. So. Um, I'm not sure if that answers your question, but um, but you know that's what we're that's what we're anticipating. Okay, great, thanks. Yeah, great. Uh, you know, you see, you did the financing actually was much higher, almost double the current stock price, and you have a, seem to have a very strong balance sheet right now. Can stand the you know the volatility of the metals. That's a good move. And uh, just uh, curious, uh, you are uh, you're going to finish up the volcano, right? And then you redeploy to Birmingham, Flame and Moss. Right. So what right. kind of uh, grade variation do you see? And uh, what um, do you see? You know, the if uh, recovery, do you expect a similar recovery from the mill, if not better? 
Yeah, I mean, as I said, we talked about the recoveries previously. Brad was talking about that. Um, I, let me just see that, you know, the the output from Balkino has averaged, I think, you know, at the mine head around 770 grams. Um, there at the first, the initial ore um, at Birmingham and at Flame of Moth has a slightly lower hit grade than that. But as you get into these deeper levels, um, the head grades will escalate, you know, quite quite rapidly. So um, we haven't, you know, actually, and just sort of thinking through your question here, the 770, you know, year-to-date silver uh, grades um, are likely to decline slightly in the initial feed uh, from the combined, you know, Birmingham and Flame of moth operations, and then they'll climb very rapidly into the uh, when these other production levels come on stream. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you for the question and uh, to answer my question. Good luck and looking forward to your new report with uh, more production and more profit. Yeah. Thanks, Jim. The next question comes from Martin O'Malley, private investor. Please go ahead. Uh, Clint, a couple of times you've uh, indicated that you thought that the Birmingham exploration would be transformational in terms of how people viewed Keno Hill. Do you still feel that way? Absolutely. No question. I don't know any other way to answer it. <laughs> you know, we, well, and, you know we, we've, been, we've been lucky enough to, to stumble into, you know, a total what we you know what a geologist would call sort of an ore deposit profile we've stumbled into a deposit which you know which which is unique at Keno Hill we see the top of it um and we certainly haven't seen the bottom of it and we're drilling holes down there you know 500 600 meters um and we're right next door to the biggest deposit in the district historically so yeah it's a it's a very important discovery for a lot of reasons um, and uh, and I still feel you know quite optimistic. I'm the blue sky guy. Don't forget um, that. Uh, but I, I feel you know really quite. Uh, I, I, my my interest is highly piqued by you know what might be the outcome of our work here. Thank you. That that you answered my question. This concludes the question and answer session. I would like to turn the conference back over to Clint Nelman for any closing remarks. Uh, thank you, Operator. Um, I look forward to uh, keeping you updated on our progress as we get closer to uh, our 400 ton per day target here. And I want to thank the shareholders for their uh, continued support and confidence in our team. And with that, um, I, uh, I, I wish you a safe uh, and, uh, and 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 confident travels as we move into the future here. Thank you. This concludes today's conference call. You may disconnect your lines. Thank you for participating and have a pleasant day. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.